on May 29th. You get your say on which party runs our province. This is Decision Alberta coverage on 630 Chat, Edmonton's News. Today's talk. We are into the official campaign. Now the writ dropped today. So here we go into what we can only expect is going to be a very dramatic few weeks here in our province. Let's talk about what we can expect with our next guest, who's the strategic communication consultant for Crestview Strategy. Tom Vernon is joining the show. Hey, Tom. Good to talk to you. Hi, Chelsea. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, you, as a former provincial affairs reporter for Global Edmonton, have a lot of experience when it comes to election and uh, reporting on events like these. So uh, was anything unique or unexpected from your perspective today? No, I don't think so. I mean, let's, let's go. the writ dropped today. The campaign officially starts today, but they've been campaigning for weeks, for, for months, really, since, <laughs> yeah. since Daniel Smith got the job, right? So uh, today, I mean, we saw a great big policy announcement from the UCP. So that is them trying to, you know, take the narrative and, and control the narrative right from the start of this campaign, a tax cut for the lowest income earners and really everybody until you make $60,000. So, I mean, that's a big pledge for them. Um, and, and it's them attempting to drive the conversation on this first day about, look, we're going to not just deal with the economy, but affordability as well, and uh, leaving it up to the NDP. And, you know, part of it is that uh, that trap they're trying to set, and, okay, we're cutting taxes, hey, NDP, are you going to raise taxes, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see the strategy and what they're trying to do here. It's it's strategy, though, right? I mean, nothing can really be concre- concretely introduced by the UCP, who's currently in power over the next few weeks while we're in the official campaign, right? Or can you clarify that? Yeah, no, this is this is a campaign commitment, right? This is if we get elected, we will cut taxes. Hey, NDP, what do you say to that? We're saving people money. We're talking about affordability. And, uh, you know, as they're announcing that they're going to, you know, the UCP announces that they will cut taxes if elected. They're putting that back on the NDP to go either we will not cut your taxes or uh, we will raise taxes in areas. Now, the NDP came back and said, look, we're not going to raise income taxes. We have no intention of raising income taxes. And, hey, the UCP raised your costs in other ways. Look at what your insurance bill is. Look at how they de indexed the income tax for those uh, first nearly four years of their mandate. They just re-indexed them uh, in this last budget. But but, so it was uh, the NDP were ready with a response. So uh, we are we are off and running on the tax conversation. So we'll we'll see what comes tomorrow. Uh, Tom, as we're having this conversation, obviously, texters can can text into the show. (laughs) Someone saying, what's the writ? Why is it called dropping the writ? Can you explain (laughs) that? I have no idea. I, I always just assumed that's what the, the sheets of paper that the Lieutenant <laughs> Governor signed were called. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? If I was still a reporter, I would I would do that story tomorrow. I'm curious. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry to throw it your way, but I feel like it's something okay. that we just sort of say, and yeah, maybe yeah. we don't necessarily know the real meaning behind it. If you know Chet Nation, you can text in your explanation. Our listeners know everything. 780-496-0063. So this weekend was Super Saturday. That's what Danielle Smith mm-hmm. was calling it ahead of this weekend as the final rallies took place. Uh, What did we see over the weekend? And was there maybe more attention on one city versus the other? Well, I mean, we all know where the battleground is in this election, right? So you, you look at Edmonton and, you know, pretty pretty strong NDP strongholds. You look at rural Alberta, pretty strong UCP strongholds. So a lot of the attention is going to be focused in Calgary. Now, that's not to say there aren't important seats in and around the Edmonton region and in other areas around the province. So if the NDP want to form government, they're going to have to, you know, not just sweep Edmonton and they're eyeing up the Casey Maddow's seat uh, in the southwest there, but uh, constituencies surrounding it, right? Another one in St. Albert, uh, you know, it's Strathcona County. 
county they're looking at. You know, they're kind of looking in that area. Uh, but look, this will run right through Calgary, this entire election campaign. The the party that, that wins Calgary will win this election. Now, the UCP, they don't have to win a majority of the seats in Calgary. They're, they're starting off with a, a pretty good base of support in, in rural parts of the province. So we're going to be seeing a lot of the leaders. I'm actually in Calgary right now. We're going to be seeing a lot of the leaders down here. Um, so for the fine reporters in Edmonton, they'll be I'm watching a lot of them on uh, their their internal feeds from their colleagues in Calgary at the cameras at those events. So, and I mean, it, it's not surprising to see that. Look, the, the Calgary Event Center, um, the new arena, announced last week by the premier, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, look, you know, if you, if you elect us, we'll we'll put this through." Um, it's not surprising to see, you know, the NDP announced that downtown campus, university campus development, right? So we're, we're going to see a lot of focus uh, through these seats here, and we're going to see a lot of the money spent in this Calgary, uh, in the Calgary media market here. A lot of people looked at that arena deal as a campaign strategy and an effort to buy votes. Do mm-hmm. you think that it will work? Are Calgarians swayed by that? Well, we'll see how it unfolds, right? I mean, uh, I remember the, the debate around what eventually turned into Rogers Place, right? Like, look, the, the arenas turned out amazing. Look at the area around there, the development around there, the deal worked. But to get there, there weren't any anyone involved in that uh, in that process. They did not come away without bruises, right? So, um, look, Flames fans that go to Saddle Dome for their 41 games a year and look at the state of that arena and then come up to Hedmonton and look at what we have up there, they're they're pumped, right? Mm. But there is that you know, controversy around. Okay, well, does does public money, does government money, need to be going into this, considering the the, the value of the owners and the value of the franchise and that? So that that will be uh, part of the discussion, part of the debate here. It was a tactical. Uh, it was a, a tactic pulled out by the UCP. Look, this big shiny announcement. We're going to transform this part of town. Um, the NDP has gone about it. Like, well, what are the what are the details? Show us all the details, right? Like we've we've heard that language from Rachel Notley. What are these hidden details? What are the secret details? What are we going to find out after the election, right? So um, it was an interesting strategy. It was one that generated buzz for sure. And, uh, you know, speaking with people that I know that are knocking on doors for the Conservatives, uh, they say there's excitement out there. So they think it's a winning strategy to be on this. So... Let's see how it unfolds. It's strategy that can be argued on both sides. And, you know, it it starts to, I think, I think give a little taste of what's going to happen in the next few weeks when it comes to this campaign. And we've got two very familiar politicians, two Albertans, Mm -hmm. and I think we can only really expect that this campaign is going to be dramatic. Is that that fair? (laughs) Think of the last time that we didn't really know what the outcome of the election was going to be in Alberta. Doesn't happen all that often, yeah. right? Like, it, it, I mean, we've had some surprises, right? Like in 2015, we weren't expecting the NDP to win, but right. it was, you know, believed at the start of the campaign that yeah, the PCs were going to walk away with it, and th- there might have been a reduced, uh, a reduced opposition. 2019, we knew, you know, a year before that, where it was dropped, who was going to win that election? You know, Jason Kenney and the were going to win that one. This one. We don't know. And th- this campaign is going to matter like no campaign that we've seen before in, in, in Alberta. So it is going to be hard fought. It is going to be, I'm sure, at times nasty. Um, it is going to be, you know, th- th- people are going to be annoyed by it. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of mud thrown each way. There's going to be a lot of people knocking on doors. Um, it's going, it is an extremely competitive election. And what makes it so competitive is, look, we see the numbers, you know, they're, they're, they're tied in the polls here and there, and they're so tight. It is the size of the undecided vote, and it is how can, who can convince the undecided vote to come out and sway their way, or 
Like a lot of that undecided vote, or the, the old progressive conservative voters, or the soft conservative voters, unsure about Danielle Smith's leadership, can the UCP convince them to go to the ballot? Can they, say, you know, tell them like, look, this is a conservative party you can get behind. We've got policies you can get behind. And for the NDP, maybe they can convince it. Look, they've got Thomas Lukasik knocking on doors for them, so maybe they they can get some of that support. But it's also for them to not push those votes to the United Conservative Party, right? Don't right. don't promise anything and don't say anything that will scare them into thinking we can't have an NDP government again. So uh, it's those are the votes that everyone is targeting in different ways, I would say. I want to clarify a little bit more about who the undecided voter is. We've talked about mm-hmm. Calgary definitely being a battleground. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, with, with I think, as I said, so, such familiar politicians to Albertans, it seems like there's kind of a clear line drawn in the sand and you have your mind made up. Who are the people yeah. that don't? I want to get to that question in just a second, Tom, but we have to take a very short break. I promise we'll be really fast. We're going to come right back into this conversation talking about the Alberta election called today and what can we expect over the next few weeks. Tom Vernon is a strategic communication consultant for Crest view strategy walking us through it we'll be right back in two minutes welcome back talking about the alberta election called today our guest is strategic communication consultant for crestview strategy tom vernon tom thanks so much for sticking around on hold really appreciate your time yeah, I'm enjoying this conversation. We were trying to clarify what the term uh, the writ it means. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking right now at elections.ca. Uh, a writ is a formal written order instructing the returning officer in each electoral district to hold an election. So you were right. It's like refers right. to the paperwork, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> that was much more eloquently than I put it. I believe I said the pieces of paper they Look, we both got there. Okay, we got there together. <laughs> we but got there. We're talking about what's set to be a very close, very tight election. Uh, unique in a lot of ways. Uh, two former opposition leaders are going to be really good at being on the attack. So you know that this is going to be exciting in terms of the things that are going to be said. There's a little bit more money up for grabs too in this one, Tom. So more can be spent on the election. How do you think that's going to play into things? Well, and look, coming into this election, the NDP are in a position they've never been in before, right? They were they were long stretches in the four years leading up to this election where they were out fundraising the United Conservative Party. They have a great big war chest to spend on this. Now, we haven't seen a lot of that in Edmonton. I remember there was, I can't remember what I was watching. I was watching a Flames game or, or something to that effect that last, uh, it might have been actually during the uh, the playoffs last year, during the Battle of Alberta, and there were all those NDP ads on during the game where it's like, oh, I hadn't seen these. I didn't realize these were airing, but because we didn't see them just on just the Euler broadcast, right? They were targeted towards Calgary. Mm. They knew where the battleground was going to be, right? So, yeah, we're, we're seeing, look, I mean, you're, you're a host on Chad. You hear the commercials. You're, you could mm-hmm. probably narrate along with the commercials that are airing <laughs> on the radio right now, right? So you're going to see a lot of advertising, a lot of signs out there, um, a lot of resources poured into very specific areas of the province where these parties want to win these the, the critical seats, right? So Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of influx of money. But who who in Calgary? I mean, this has been a yeah. campaign, as you mentioned, that's been going on for months. So who is left yeah. undecided at this point? Who's who's left to win over? So that's pretty interesting. As I mentioned, there's a lot of that sort of the old PC vote, the progressive conservatives, mm-hmm. that, you know, they're, they're conservatives, but they're not sure about Daniel Smith's leadership. Uh, she's had the last few months to show them what a, a Daniel Smith premiership looks like, and she's trying to convince those voters to, you know, come support the United Conservative Party. We are a conservative party that represents your values. Um, and interestingly enough, we, uh, so across the strategy, we had a, a poll in the field. It was about six weeks ago now. 
So it may have changed a little bit. But at that time, uh, the undecideds, it was a lot of, it was mainly women who were undecided. So it was undecided women who were going to decide the outcome of this election. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we're going to, and I'm sure the, the party's internal polling is sort of showing a similar thing. So I bet you we're going to see a whole lot of announcements and a whole lot of focus spent on uh, female voters, uh, young families, female voters, uh, women in the workforce. Sure, announcements yeah. like that to convince them to vote for their party. So that's, it's a little bit of the demographics that we're seeing in the undecided that the that the two parties are, are going directly after over for the next uh, 20, 27 days now, I guess, if we don't count today. Today's almost done. So. <laughs> You've already got the countdown on. <laughs> <laughs> Counting down. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be exciting. I think uh, I think it will definitely be dramatic at times, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly too close to call at this point. You know, we're talking oh, yeah. about these two leaders. Is is the Alberta party even something that's still um, in, in... Is it a thing? Like, does it exist? <laughs> We've never they even exist. mentioned it. Yeah, they exist. Uh, the Alberta Liberals exist. The Green Party exists. Um, we're, what we're seeing happen, what we've seen happen in Alberta, is what what we see in you know Saskatchewan, Manitoba, British Columbia, pretty much, where it's, it's really two parties, right? In Saskatchewan, you got the Saskatchewan Party and the NDP. In Manitoba, you've got the PCs and the NDP, right? So it's kind of the it's one or the other. Alberta's always been kind of that outlier where there's been a lot of parties, and that's not to say that that won't happen again here in Alberta, right? Now, Dwayne Bratz has done a lot of research on this. I can't remember the other person he's working with on that about how conservative parties here in Alberta they come together, then they break apart. So we could see another multi multi party election, but right now, yeah, it is between those. It is between the NDP and the UCP. You're seeing the Alberta Liberals and the, and the Alberta Party pulling in the single digits. Look, they're not running candidates all across the province, right? You know, you'll see them in maybe a dozen or two dozen ridings, right? So really what's another curious point then is in those tight races in Calgary, where do those people who would traditionally vote Alberta Party and not have a candidate, well, where does their, where does their vote lie? Right. For, for someone who would traditionally vote Liberal, well, do they, do they stay home? Do they come to the ballot box? Or do they go, wow, okay, I don't really see myself in the UCP kind of see myself, I guess, in the NDP, maybe we'll, we'll park our vote there. Or do they just stay home, right? So they will, those voters will have an impact. There, there's not many of them. We saw, honestly, we saw the Liberal vote first march to Alison Redford in 2012, and then march to Rachel Notley in 2015, right? So a lot of that vote's already been kind of dispersed, but there is still some of that vote out there for these parties to go get, particularly in these really tight races here in Calgary. Well, a lot to follow over the next few weeks, Tom. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate your great perspective. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, happy to jump on. Of course. Take care. Tom Vernon is a strategic communication consultant for Crestview Strategy and former provincial affairs reporter for Global Edmonton. So he has definitely covered uh, elections in some capacity and campaigns uh, for quite some time.